Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sans Pants Radio. This show is taking a bit of a break. This episode of Movie Maintenance was recorded live at some velvet morning in Melbourne. Um... Yeah! I'm gonna clap too! Great! Great! Yeah, there are, yeah. Um, so to kick it off, welcome to a very special end of year year in review movie maintenance episode where some years just need reviewing. I'm Gabe. I'm Damien. I'm Kath. Um, Sean and Handsome Tom have elected to not be here today. Sean, for reasons I don't know, Handsome Tom said he's gonna turn up late, which usually means I'm gonna turn up never. So, where were you? Probably lost? Yeah, undoubtedly. I imagine he's seen a butterfly and. (laughs) Yes, and he's sort of (laughs) veered off to follow that. So essentially today we're going to sort of, I guess, have a look over the year that's been. Um, but I thought what we'd, um, what we'd do to kind of kick it off, just because, you know, we have to get the elephant in the room, out of the room. Um, has everyone seen Star Wars? Okay, we know that there are people in this room who haven't seen Star Wars. We're so not going to spoil anything. get ready for spoilers! Yeah, so, that bit where Ray's mum turns out, anyway. Um, so what did we think of Star Wars? Let's get this out of the way before we discuss the year more generally. Cool. I, I loved it. Yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Um, cool, a, that's done. I was on this podcast, uh, what was it, Punk the Death Star? Oh, yeah, like wow. That. What a they bunch had of sour grapes. Negative opinions. Uh, pages, what was wrong with them? Like, I it was just like know. listening to three sad people be sad, sad with each other. It was miserable. Yeah. No, I don't know, it's, it's funny with Star Wars because, um, people, people may or may not know that I have some, some opinions on last year's Masterpiece Rogue One. Um, <laughs> those opinions are not kind. Um, and, and look, I, I sort of, I guess Rogue One to me was a bit of an extension of a lot of qualms I already had about The Force Awakens, which was that it kind of felt, and Star Wars Rebels as well by extension, which is that it's kind of felt like since Disney's come in, the franchise has been so terrified of remotely evoking the prequels that it's doing whatever it can to like, to refer back to the original films and it's pandering, uh, pandering to nostalgia to a ridiculous degree. So when Last Jedi came out, I was like, I was excited because, I mean, it's Star Wars. I'm still going to be excited for Star yeah, Wars, but yeah, it was very muted excitement. I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to get essentially a variation on um, on Empire Strikes Back, and there'll be lots of crowd-pleasing moments. There'll be lots of scenes where it's like, hey, remember that thing you liked from that Star Wars film? Here it is again. How good that? But I was really pleasantly surprised. And I think what's kind of been really strange about Last Jedi is that listening to the Plumbing Boys do their What Did We Think of Last Jedi episode, we actually agreed on what worked and what didn't work. Like, mm. and most people I talk to seem to feel the same way. Like, there's stuff that people are like, hey, that was really great. And there's stuff people are like, hey, that was really crap. And it's all the same stuff. It just seems to be this weird film where it's divided people in that how you feel about the film depends on how strongly you came down on either side. Right. I think, I think it's a matter of, yeah, if, if you want a sort of that, oh, I've, I'm seeing something I've seen before, nostalgia. Or if you're ready for it to go in a semi new direction. And it's a surprising movie. Like, it yeah. does things yeah. that, yeah, it does things that we didn't expect or think a Disney Star Wars film could do. There were moments where it's like... Yeah, there were moments of Mark Hamill that I can't unsee yeah. at the beginning <laughs> yeah. that I didn't um, expect. And there are moments with Mark Hamill where it's like, oh, wow, you you, you can act. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and same with... I mean, I don't... Again, I don't really want to... Obviously, we don't want to speak ill of the dead here or anything, but like in Force Awakens, when Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford shared scenes, it was like, one of you has been consistently on screen for the last 40 years, one of you has not, yeah. one of you is really struggling to perform with the other one and not naming names, but Carrie, your face doesn't move properly anymore. <laughs> However, that said, that problem wasn't there in, in Last Jedi. She was excellent was really, in it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a case of rose-tinted goggles, because she's obviously left us, but I don't think it was. I think no, it was, I think a, it was a... Good no, no, yeah. yeah. Her, her and Hamill both... 
brought it. They, really, they were exceptional. Really yeah, yeah, beautiful, yeah. soulful, believable performances that um that made me feel things, which is something yeah. I didn't. I thought Star Wars had long since lost the ability. Right. To do. Yeah. So yeah. So we all like Last Jedi. Um, it had problems. Um, we'll probably talk sure. about them more extensively in another episode yeah. at another time. But getting that out of the way, yeah. So I thought we'd kick off with um, what were our favourites of this year, film-wise? So doing film, yeah, yeah, Here yeah, is yeah. something Damon has prepared okay, earlier. Look, I'm organised. I'm on top <laughs> of this. <laughs> Cast, not so much. <laughs> uh, so we're just talking top films of the year. Yeah. I was so going to say top five, but I, mean, I, I don't have, want to put I've, that pressure on I've made on a top five, so you've wasted my time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Boss Baby, obviously. Uh, yep, that's yep. there. No, uh, oh, Dunkirk was exceptional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was one of those ones, uh, we talked about this the other, the other week when we were out. And it's like, oh, that's like, as soon as, uh, I think my fiance mentioned it, he's like, oh, that was like one of the greatest films of this year. Like, how did I forget it? Probably because there's been too many superhero movies lately. But it was exceptional in its, in its delivery and its tone and uh, like everything. Like, it was, it was unlike a movie I've seen before. I, I think, um, I, I actually heard this. This other podcast I was listening to recently made this really interesting point about Dunkirk, where it was like, Dunkirk was great, but it's not a film I want to watch again because yes. it was almost too perfect. Like I yeah. watched it, and I was like, "Cool, I've had that experience." Yeah, because like, it is an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so much of it is non-verbal. Like it's just watching the terror in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. He was so entrenched in the scene, and like apparently he didn't even want to write a script originally. Just like, no, no, I've got the outline. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, well done, Nolan. All right. Uh, but it, it kind of works because, yeah, these performances are freaking outstanding and gut-wrenching to yeah, watch. And you're yeah, you're like, for oh, sure. war is fucked. Like, war is bad. Why do we keep doing this? I don't want to be in a war. <laughs> so, yeah, Dunkirk for me was, yeah, it was good. top five, even though we're not doing top five. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I've already mentioned Boss Baby, so we can cross that one um, off. Where does, where does the masterpiece known as Justice League fit in? <laughs> in your estimation. Um, I've got that one on worst five. Oh, okay, cool. We'll and that just that. fills all five spots, actually. <laughs> yeah. one, one for each member yeah, of the league. Yeah, one for each member of the league, yeah. Uh, Big Sick. Yeah, uh, yep. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, probably my favourite. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling it. It was, I don't know, like, comedies, we haven't had, I don't think we've had a great comedy for a while. Like, look at the other comedies this year. I can't even remember what it's called. The one with Amy Poehler and... Will Ferrell, anyone? Oh, the house. The house, yeah. Uh, like, uh, it was unwatchable. Unwatchable, especially like, for Amy Poehler right. and Will Ferrell. That's shockingly bad. Yeah. Like it was terrible. And where this one, like it had what comedy? Like so many comedies rely on just oh here are some gags. Have mm. some gags, guys. We'll throw in some funny gags. You need the heart and you need the story as well, which Big Sick brought in fucking yeah, yeah absolutely. And I don't know, it was just. Step above any other comedy I've seen for years, I reckon. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I watched it on the plane actually coming back from Scotland, where yeah. I may or may not have seen Nessie, and um, and it was yeah, it was like it was a really surprising one for me because it was just something I was like, oh, I'm not going to have to think too much in this. I'm just going to put it on. Yeah. And by the time at the end of it, I was like, man, I'm, it's it's in my top five as well. But Good. I was like, it was it we might even be my favourite film of the year. Um, it was one that I was just like, wow, it's just. Everything about it just works so well. All the mm. characters are engaging. I want to find yes. out what happens. It's very likable. It's very funny. It's very believable. And it's, and it's like and brutally honest at times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, and satisfying. Really yeah, satisfying. Oh, like you get to the end and you're like, yeah, good. Yeah, and like the reactions from the characters are logical. Like she doesn't just fall in love with him when she awakens or any yeah, of that yeah, yeah. friggin' nonsense. No, it all makes sense. Movies. Like, I mean, obviously, it probably helped because obviously based on real events. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which I didn't know. I was I watched it right up until the last ten minutes, and then okay. for whatever reason I couldn't finish it. And I went to Gabe. Oh, I was like, "It's Kathy. so good," and it's like a metaphor for like recovering from nine eleven. And Gabe was like, "I'm pretty sure it's just a true yeah. story." <laughs> like, I was like, uh, "No, Gabe, I, I, actually, I know it's a metaphor." I want I want everybody to like to appreciate the acting abilities I had to bring to bear <laughs> so to not be like, "What the like, fuck is wrong with you?" It was like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> not not sure about that, Kath, but interesting like, interpretation. <laughs> and then I watched the final ten minutes and I was like, oh no. <laughs> no. It's a real story. Yeah. Why did you why and did then you... I went to and I was like, did you hear it was a real story? Yes. <laughs> it's not a yes. unless like unless Kimail like legitimately played out his life to make a statement about nine eleven and recovery, which I somehow and doubt. I still think it could be a beautiful me- metaphor. I retain that it could still be interpreted that way. Moving on, Damon, what else did you like this year? Alright, what else is in my list? Um Spider Man Home came in came on my list, which I didn't expect. Like 
uh, like even at the end of last year when we when it was sort of trailers were out for it and it was like it looks good for sure but it's another Spider-Man movie like yeah yeah how how can they possibly do it again and make it awesome and then they did and you're like oh okay and I think what really worked is there was just a well structured film with like a decent villain a believable villain yeah. that wasn't out to fucking destroy the world and like even like Thor which was great film lots of fun but the villain was garbage like yeah, no, it wasn't. What I kind of liked about Homecoming, and it's weird because I would kind of say that it probably sits as my favourite Marvel film to date. Yeah, okay. And part of that might be the surprise factor, but it was sort of the fact that I watched it and I was like, it's got a really likable main character, yes. it's got a great story, it's really funny, but not in that kind of forced, quippy Marvel way. Right. And it doesn't have some ridiculous third act where a big lightning beam from the sky is destroying another flying exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things. yeah. I mean, there was a flying thing that crashed in the city, <laughs> but it was, only, it was only a plane. Right. Which, by Marvel standards, is, like, relatively conservative. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that, that alone, I thought, uh, it won points for. Yeah. And it was also the fact that it had an actual theme. Yeah. Because, like, Spider-Man, like, normally in Marvel films, it's like, oh, we just have this villain who wants to do bad things for this arbitrary reason, and they have weird, awkward monologues and, you know, whatever, mm. Malekith in Thor the Dark yeah, World. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Marvel alien villain number 27. But the fact that the Vulture actually had rock-solid motives. Yes. And that his motives actually reflected Spider-Man. Like, at the end, where it's like, oh, Spider-Man, you can join the Avengers. And he's like, no, because someone has to stand up for the little guy. Yeah. And the bit where Vulture's like, you and me, Stark doesn't care about people like you and me. Like, yeah, the Avengers are off fighting, you know, their um their intergalactic threats and whatever. Right, yeah. But nobody gives a shit about the little guy. Yes. And that theme, set up at the start with sort of, you know, Stark's big business coming in and being like, yep, I'm going to do this, not yeah. caring about who gets screwed over in the process, yeah. I thought was fantastic. Like, a Marvel film that actually has something to say. Yes. Like, yeah. what? Awesome. Did, who, yeah. who expected that from a 2017 still, Spider-Man film? Right. Yeah. While still maintaining uh, all the stuff that makes a great Marvel film, as well as it was finally, it was the first time I saw Spider-Man on screen and thought, oh, that's the that's Spider-Man I love from the comics. Like, yeah. He's actually in high school and staying in high school. Like, Tom Holland was exceptional. But, yeah, like, that character is the Spider-Man from the comics. He's, the point is that, yeah, he's looking after the little guy and... He he's so ill-equipped for the role he's in, but he's, yeah. he's god damn it, he's doing his best. I'm he was like, he was mega. I love it. Yeah. Um, what else have you got? All right. Uh, Get Out was obviously on there. Get Out was that was exceptional, excellent. Which t- truth be told, I only saw it yesterday. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I'm like, <laughs> we're Did doing year in review, and I hadn't watched like. How'd you miss it? Uh, I just was like on my to watch list, oh, and wow. then like I had it, but I still hadn't got around to watching it. I'm really busy. All right, <laughs> don't judge me. So yesterday, uh, we watched, like, we wa- I hadn't seen it either, so that was a uh, movie marathon day. Um, but no, Get Out was, oh, so good. Like, I even knew it was going to be good, and I was still yeah. blown away by how good it was. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the theme's obviously great. It's so layered and terrifying. Like, was, was it up for a comedy? Is this, am I, well, it's have weird I read because this right? The Golden Globes, I think, Get Out is up for best comedy. Which is and ridiculous. And Billboards is up for best drama. And I don't think I don't know if they've had advanced screenings for three awards. Comedy is like, like it's it's much funnier than Get Out. If they if they think the white people being racist is comedy, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the terror. Like that's horror right there because it's yeah. so real. Like, like it's satirical, so... but I wouldn't call it comedic. I no, guess if those two things can exist in isolation from each other, which I think they. Can in the case of Get Out, sure, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The Ma- you know, The Martian was a comedy, like notoriously, yeah, they've been a little right. bit funny about that. What they define, yeah, as throw a, a joke in there and you're a freaking comedy. Well, like I said, I watched It and Get Out yesterday. It had as many jokes as Get Out. Yeah, I would say, like even when they, def- everyone's seen It, and I can spoil it. I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> even when they defeat the clown, there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Uh, the first oh, line from one of the kids is like, "Well, I know what I'm writing for my summer report or whatever." Like, here's a joke, and they had enough jokes in it that I would say, "Yeah, it was equal to, if not more than Get Out." So, comedy, no, but yeah. it was an exceptional film. And what I really loved about it was the way it, it kept telling you information while maintaining the mystery. Like, it didn't be like, "Oh, let's save all the mystery for the end for one giant reveal." You're like, oh, no, she's hypnotizing him. We get that she's hypnotizing yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. We, we still don't know what the answer is. Oh, the others are probably hypnotized. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, it was it was great. And then even when it even when the big reveal did come, like, I didn't see it coming a mile away. It was only, like, maybe a yeah. few minutes before. Again, I'm worried about spoilers. But, yeah. The, the big, guess, bigger twist, I guess. 
I guess where the comedy kind of comes in, if anything, comes from the fact that the conclusion of Get Out is almost more... Because when it came to the big reveal of what they're doing and what what the intention is, yeah. I was kind of like, that's ridiculous. But the satirical point it was making yeah. was yeah. made it worthwhile. Like, it was so zany. Like, even yeah. the darker stuff was still quite quirky. So it almost, it didn't, I think that's maybe yeah, where it, it gets muddled, but it's still, I would not say it's a comedy. What was was unsettling, yeah. and how it said it, particularly towards the end, yeah. was in a way that was, yes, heightened, but acceptable because of the what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really trying to talk around this film in case you haven't seen yeah, it. You really hard. should watch it. It's really good. Yeah. What just, else did you have? Just watch it. Drop. Right, moving on. Uh, so I, I also had Logan. Which yeah. Again, so I think it was just at the very start of the year, but it counts. Yeah. Uh, and again, another comic book movie that, like, we had so many bad Wolverine films that I was like, I don't, I don't care. But then the trailer came out and you're like, oh, maybe. Uh, yeah. This might be good. Uh, and then it, and even then you're like, oh, but it can't be as good as the trailer's promising because how yeah. many good trailers have we seen that have been shockingly bad movies or that just show parts that aren't in the movie? And then no, it was real good. Well, the like, trailer kind of promised something that was darker, grittier, and more emotional than anything we've really seen from an X Men movie. Before, as well as and delivered, and delivered as well as not relying on the comic book tropes. We didn't have some fucking town destroying scene at the end. We didn't have some yeah. super bad well, villain. Was it the director who was like, "If you're expecting a CGI fuckathon, you're not getting it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was true. We didn't get the it. Hat I mean, so, yeah. it did. It was. I, I think my thing with Logan was that like it was fantastic until the point where it remembered it was a comic book movie. Mm. And it was like, hmm, can we have a grounded, believable villain? No, clone of right. Wolverine. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Just make it Saber Tooth. Just make it Saber Tooth. And you're fine. That's the only yeah. maintenance that film needs. I'm not disagreeing. So yeah. I agree with that 100%. Except for the fact that I still love it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Wolverine so on Wolverine. Uh, look, I, I gave myself a pretty good <laughs> chuckle at that. Uh, and then last one, which is a special mention, because like, I did do my five, was uh, another Logan, Logan Lucky. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, oh well, yeah. you're garbage. No, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't like the best film ever, but it was just a very satisfying film. I don't know. I'm talking to you, Kat. Have you seen it? You saw it. It was very sad. Like, I, did you enjoy it? You sort of. I love heist films, okay, so but, I'm a little biased. Like, yeah. I love, and with this, they're kind of rare at the moment. So I was really satisfied at any heist film. But yeah, yeah I loved it. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Nice performances. Yeah, really fairly solid script and. Kind of went a few ways I didn't think, like, I kind of didn't know which way I was going to go with the ending. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that's Stephen Sodden. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was on there as well. And what about you, Kath? What jumped out at you from this year? Well, I mean, Jamie's actually touched, so I did a top. Jamie covered a lot of mine as well. I know. <laughs> I so stole them all. Um, you went I'm to really annoyed. I'm curious. And I did my homework. Yeah. No, I mean, my number one film was The Big Thick as well. I, I loved that film. I all kind of in Mm, it was so yeah yeah it was just it was what we needed i don't know like i mean also if you think about like what film did i have like the strongest like reaction to like i felt the most watching the big sick out of anything else this year like it was and obviously you didn't know much about it coming in because you're not really i did not know (laughs) much yeah and i mean you know it's kind of interesting because it's it's a story that i think is very far from my experiences in my life yes you know and 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 and, but yet I still could completely feel those feelings and empathize. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's the, that's really good storytelling. Like, I mean, this isn't in my top five, but the film Goat, I don't know if it, I think it came out on Netflix. No, it's I'm a film it. about like masculinity and like what, when bros kind of get together. And, and I, I sat down to watch it thinking like, this is so far from me as a person and anything I've experienced, but I felt what, you, it. You don't get together with your bros? Yeah. I don't get together with my bros. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, no. And I, but I watched it and I, completely empathize with what that guy was going through mm. and I think that's powerful storytelling when you can take yeah, someone sure. out of their own experiences and really feel what someone else it's doing. also kind of the job of any movie though isn't it like yeah. whether yeah. it's, that's whether it's a goat or a Spider-Man Homecoming it's like well yeah. no I, unfortunately I, I can't jump around on buildings and you know <laughs> yeah. pull together breaking ships or but whatever but for a moment but you feel like you can you and make, yeah. Yeah, if, if you can somehow put me in the experience of that character no mm. matter how outlandish or removed from my own experiences they are then you've done a good job I think it's yeah um, I think for me, the film of the year, and it's it's a kind of cheating because it hasn't technically come out in Australia yet, but there were advanced screenings, was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, surprising no one. Shocker! <laughs> which was um, written and directed by Martin McDonough, who is my favourite writer, so I was excited. Because if you haven't seen the trailer, do yourself a favour and watch the trailer. How, how many times do you think you've seen the trailer? I don't. No, 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 no. It would be over 100. Wow, um, that's, okay. I say that. I mean, I, without I asked question knowing it was going to be a dumb answer, but that, wow. Like, there, <laughs> wow. There were just, just mornings where it's like, I've kind of 
I've sort of like rolled over. This is something I've literally done. I've woken up, You're like, I've rolled over, and I've glanced over at Molly, my girlfriend who's sitting in the audience, and I've been like, nah. And I've sort of like got out my phone, and I've put my headphones in, and I've watched the trailer. It's like I'm secretly watching porn while in bed. I mean, that's borderline abuse. Oh, and that's like, and even when like, I'm out with friends and we're like at drink or something, I'm like, oh, have you heard about this Three Billboards film? Like I say as if, you know, I haven't studied it's a every, shocker right every i just heard about it today title. guys but i'm like oh have you seen the trailer and they're like oh maybe i'm like let's watch it again <laughs> oh maybe yeah. that probably means you haven't seen it no, you remember yeah, yeah. It. you've watched it, it with me yeah. you've watched it with me at least twice yeah, and that would be a small fraction you've shown me i remember uh, telling you like yeah yeah i saw it today you're like yeah let's watch it yeah 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 okay yeah right it's does that you don't have a screen no, it's, uh, it's, yeah, look, Three Billboards, um, is a film that if anybody's seen in Bruges, um, if anybody has seen Seven Psychopaths, Seven Psychopaths sucked ass, but in Bruges is amazing. Um, Three Billboards is more in Bruges than Seven Psychopaths, but it's a film that it does lose a point because it, it builds to an amazing moment in the middle of the film that after which it, it's a very brave moment that you don't expect. And then after that, the film doesn't really know where to go. And so up in that whole first half of the film, you're sitting there being like, and there were moments where I was thinking, this is one of the best films I've ever seen. There are scenes in this film that I am sitting there on the edge of my seat being like, everything about this, the writing, the acting, everything that's going on is incredible. Yeah. And then in the middle, there's this moment where you're like, fuck. And then after that, the film's kind of like, oh, shit. Where do uh, we, we go now? And it's still right. good. And it still <clears throat> makes a point. And it's a, it's a really beautifully made film. Mm. But it does lose a little bit for that momentum. I guess like what was a bit funny for me is that like of all my top films of the year which would be like that the disaster artist i thought was fantastic yes um homecoming yeah. the last jedi it's weird that a spider-man film and a superhero film sorry spider-man film the star wars film both made my top five this yeah, year but right. they did um and then like even doesn't know what they do yeah it's do. it's with none of those films for me were like five stars sort of home runs yeah yeah but all of them had enough going on no, no, I mean, films but, but your favorite films that aren't like the best structured films or the most like you know perfect no like dunkirk films. was probably objectively a better made film than any of those right yeah. but i didn't feel as much or, or i guess feel as much that i would want to revisit in dunkirk as i did in right. any of those like i did with boss baby yeah no, <laughs> yeah or um or the emoji movie um <laughs> have you seen have you seen it no i haven't watched the fucking emoji movie my name's not Sean i got Cody. really excited he hasn't um, watched it because he's no garbage. but he has to um, he was so, meant to see it at the cinemas. I wanted him to sit there and I wanted yeah, to we, watch his hateful reaction. What, <laughs> what was the deal we made at the start of the year that, like, if I watched Justice League, yeah. Tom would have to watch it, yes. and Sean would have to watch the Emoji movie. And two, Sean did not agree yeah. to this, but I watched Justice League <laughs> and Tom's watched it, so Sean has right. to watch the Emoji movie. I'm sorry. Like, um, on the note that. of the Emoji movie, what was the worst film of the year? I, I feel like we're probably all going to be more or less in agreement on this. Yeah, I mean, I've already stated it, but Justice League. Justice League. Did anybody in the room like oh. Justice League? <laughs> yeah. Can I? So, yeah, the door's just at the back. Can I ask? No, no. Like, can I ask why? Sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> Welcome to the show. But, but why? Uh, you put me on the spot, but like, it was just kind of it was what I wanted from it. It was an improvement. Step in the right direction. From what? From Batman vs. Kath, how do you feel about Batman vs. Superman? Oh, uh, can we not? One of the greatest. I was actually going to put that as my top five films for you because I watched it. Three times this year, the first time this year, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a great. I don't know. I'm there's no You're point even defending it because I know that everyone hates it, but I loved it. I watched it the next night. For those of for those of you listening at home, I'm shaking my head and internally <laughs> I'm thinking, this is what it feels like to lose a friend, <laughs> and it hurts. It's, it really I hurts. I mean, everyone has a mum. That was powerful. Okay, <laughs> everyone. I mean, everyone knows someone mom, called Martha. Okay, what oh, with but it's oh. So true. I literally like when I thought I was like, oh, they do all have a mum, and I was what you nice them, and it's beautiful. Yeah, what was that oh, thing man. you were saying about the symbolism of the scene with the bathtub? Because I really don't quite understand that. <laughs> I don't think I do either. I don't want to hear I can't really again. explain it, but it's him. It's Superman being like he's in his clothes, Gabe. He's in everyday clothes, oh. and he's so in control all the time, and he just gets wet. No one's been wet with, with their clothes before. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It was like my favorite scene. Are you tearing Just up? Ten out of ten. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, so I suppose yeah, coming from that sky high standard, Justice League really yeah. going to go up. We're talking about Batman versus Superman. We have to all agree that yeah, it's I, I better than Justice League. It, for me, it was. Um, and, and no disrespect, like I, I honestly believe, and I have said this so many times, that nothing can take away from the experience you had in that cinema if you. Loved it, enjoyed it. It's like when people are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You like Last Jedi, which I've heard a lot. 
I'm like, no, I fucking love Last Jedi because it made, and when people give me shit about Jurassic World as well, I'm like, fuck off. That film had dinosaurs that were smashed into other dinosaurs. You can't take that away from me. And the trailer for Lost, for Fallen Kingdom also, it's like dinosaurs plus a volcano. Like, how can you go wrong? Like, you can't take that how, away. How, how many, how many times have you seen the Jurassic World trailer? Yeah. So what I mean, what I'm trying to say here is, no, I have absolutely no judgment for somebody who enjoys any stuff that we don't enjoy. But for me, Justice League was like, I sat there watching it and I just felt myself sinking deeper and deeper into the chair as it went on. And as I went in, I bought like a jug of beer to drink through the film. And by about half into the film, that jug of beer was gone. And I was looking at it and I felt this growing sense of desperation in that I don't have enough alcohol to get through this. (laughs) Holy shit. Like everything about it, I just thought, I mean, we've spoken about it, movie maintenance. We've discussed its many, many shortcomings. I don't think we need to beat that dead horse anymore. Um, what is going to be dead on arrival. Yes. What is going to be fascinating is where that film, where DC goes from right. here. Because yeah. Aquaman's in the can. That's coming next. Yeah, so that has to happen, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And like, but what There'll I there'll be another is, Wonder Woman. Ha- like yes. Wonder Woman. Well, actually, just Wonder Woman was the only film that wasn't mentioned that I put in my top five. Everything oh, else you guys yeah, yeah. covered. Yeah, that was yeah, I put Wonder Woman. Was I just don't want to put too many comic book films in there. I know there's so many. It was stupid, oddly good. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I think it is going to be fascinating going forward because it's like. You can't pull the dark universe where it's like you released a mummy film that everyone sort of received with a collective shrug. Yeah. And now you've released three films that everybody received with a collective. No, no, stop. Don't. <laughs> we don't want this. And then you release one good one. And now it's like DC have like so, like I didn't think DC could dig a deeper hole, but it's right. like, no, the, the only thing they could do worse than releasing like the double whammy of BVS vs. Suicide Squad was release one good film and then another shit yeah. film because now yeah. they can't reboot. They're no. not allowed. They're, they're, they have yeah, to keep making stuck. Wonder Woman films yeah. with Gal Gadot, which means they have to stick with this universe. Yes. I didn't think they could fuck themselves more thoroughly, but they somehow managed they, it. They are the masters. Oh, I mean, amazing. you can't, you can't deny them that. DC, are DC run by Tommy Wiseau? I just, I think he's like a creative executive or something like that. It's his vision. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, worst of the year. Now that we've all we're all in agreement on that. Um, well, you mentioned Mummy. I had Mummy on mine as well. Of worst. Of worst, mostly because I, I genuinely love the Brendan Fraser movies, or at least the first two. I don't know if it was in the third one, but I genuinely love them. And this one, the Tom Cruise reboot, didn't bring any of the bits I loved about the Mummy into it. So, and as well as that, it tried to start a franchise that dropped straight. They're back. actually, there actually is because I watched the Mummy on the plane, and I was like, the first twenty minutes of it, I was like, hang on, this is really fun. And then the rest of then then it got to the point where it was like, yeah, all right, like, references to yes. build the franchise. Yeah, no. I mean, like I, standing with other films this year because uh, the other one on my list is fucking Pirates of the Caribbean, which was oh, utter garbage. Oh, that was so oh shit, painful. Why did we go and watch it? I mean, I we watched it. That was my plain us. film. This franchise wasn't going to get better. No. Why did we go again? Yeah. Well, like, so I watched that one on the plane, right? And I'm not a good flyer. Turbulence gets me like clutching the armrest. I was wanting to I'm like, give me something I can actually <laughs> feel. Like, something that's less painful than watching this film. Uh, but no, Pirates of Gabriel was, was Yeah, it was friggin', fucking uh, abysmal. Uh, um, it's actually, the uh, funny thing is, neither, none of those are actually the worst film I saw this year. The worst film I okay. saw this year was, hopefully a film I don't think anybody in this room will have watched, a film with Richard Gere called The Dinner. That Oh, uh, yeah, I saw the trailer uh, for it. it I did. Okay, yeah. I went and saw it because my dad, my Austrian father, was like, son, you need to watch this film, The Dinner. And I'm so, like, wait, he, was this one of his he, text no, no, he reviews? Just, he called me and he insisted that I go and see this film. Oh, he called. And he told me, he was like, you have to see this film, you have to see this film. He didn't tell me why, he just said, you have to see this film. And I, go, I went and saw The Dinner, and The Dinner is a film about, uh, it's, it's a kind of thing, it's an amazing premise. It's two couples, uh, so it's two brothers and their respective wives, they get together for dinner. Basically, they're, they're, very, they're all very rich and very opulent and very spoiled, and their sons have been at a party and they've walked out the party drunk and they found a homeless woman in a phone shelter or, or an ATM shelter or one of those things right. and they've set her on fire. And fire. basically, they've just done that drunkenly. They've accidentally immolated this woman. Has anyone done that while it. drunk? Oh, like, what a premise. Um, but the thing is, yeah, the, so basically the parents are getting together and the whole thing is our sons have done this horrible thing what do we do about it? We're the only ones who know. Oh, so, they, they're like, so they're the only ones who know that something's done it. Do we cover it up? Do or we do cover we, it up? Uh, or do okay. we come forward? And then Richard yeah. Gere's character's like a politician, and it's, it's an amazing premise. It's a great like, premise, yeah. That's actually a very yeah. good premise, yeah. The problem is that there. the film, 
the film that you can see the point, you can see the screenwriter film having gone into this being like, oh, great premise, yes, I've got this, then being like, hmm, okay, I don't Ooh, know. Oh, I have to have a, to have have a second act. Yeah. <laughs> so literally, that isn't addressed, and, so, and you know from the start of the film what they've done. It's set up at the start of the film. Okay. The whole film is literally every time the character's like, we need to talk about this, something happens to distract them. There's right. like a lengthy scene oh, where okay. they they go to the site of Gettysburg, and it's like 20 minutes of the film where they just walk around being like, that's where Abraham Lincoln was. That's where this was. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anything. Go back to burn homeless woman. I want to find they out what happened. Kill the homeless woman. It's just yeah. like it's honestly the closest I've ever come to walking out of a film. Oh like, wow! I was sitting there watching it, and every time I'd be like, it would just go on. I'd be like, fuck this. I'd grab my bag. I'd get up. I'd go to walk out. I've never in my adult life walked out of a film. Is- I sat through Justice League. <laughs> I got up to walk yeah. out, and every time that was one of the characters on screen would be like, now we need to talk about this. I'm like, all right, right. I'm here already. I only I, I went to Cheap Tuesday. I only paid seven bucks for it. I sit back down, and then it goes for like another twenty minutes without doing anything. The meat of the conflict happens in the last five minutes and then isn't resolved. And what? I walked out of that film and I called my dad and I was like, why did you do this? Is this and like goes, a classic Austrian prank? Is that what this is? No, he, you know what his exact thing was? He goes, now you know what not to do. Oh. Thanks, Dad. I well, no, bravo. I to film school to learn what not to do. Legend. Thanks, Father. I love That's your amazing. dad. Oh, He's so good. Just, yeah. It's not only $7 that I could have spent on a happy hour pint. Wait, $7? It was, <laughs> it was cheap Tuesday. It was two <laughs> hours of my life that I could have spent staring at my <laughs> what wall. what not to do. Like, that is he the best. He knew what he was doing. Oh, it just, oh, it, oh, it He's a brilliant man. Was, but he was right. He was right. He was right. It, it, like, hey, the, did you, hey, he did you a favour. You say thank you. Yeah. No, you no, be a good no, I refuse. I flat out refuse. Yeah, get him the DVD. Get him the DVD as a Christmas yes. present. Like, oh, no, I just, actually, you know what? Yes, I will. That can be your I new Christmas present. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good. Getting you back, Dad. Well, I, I walked out of a film this year, and it was the first film I've ever walked out of. So I, I put it in my list. It wasn't that awful, but I was on, I thought, Sorry, what, I walked out of a film. Had, did oh, anyone see Hounds of Love? It was like a little... Anyway, I walked out of it. It was the first film I walked out of ever yeah. in the cinema. Um, and it was, you, it was went, you didn't just go on your phone like you usually do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I, yeah, no, I didn't. Um, cause I don't do it that often. I've got this right, reputation. Right, cause you fall asleep now. instead. Cause I fall asleep yeah, instead. Okay. So it's a much classier version of going on your phone. No, I walked out because it was it was um there was an it was a it was a POV shot of a dog being I want like no one wants to know but quite graphically hurt oh, and shit. I was like nope. But has anyone been in the Nova? And it's like a maze. And I walked back into the oh, cinema yeah. without realizing because I was like, ah! Wait, you went back into the cinema. And then same... I went in and I was and I was there again and I was like, I can't not see this. I, actually, yeah, okay. was, I put up my worst films because it was. I didn't think it was justified. Actually, that, that level is, of that is horribleness. The most cat actor I've yeah, ever heard. Thank you. I walked yeah. out of the film in a rage and I got lost in the cinema <laughs> and I ended up back in right. the same film. And then your answer is just go, shrug, I guess I'm I watching guess it. I'm here now. No, no, no. I, um, I left again and then when the. I mean, you got back again. Actually, actually, I had a friend in there. I wasn't just going to leave forever. I have walked out of a film before. When I was five, I walked out of the Hunchback of Notre Dame because of the bit where the Hunchback's dad tells him, you're not to leave. And then he leaves, and I was like, fuck, he's going to get in trouble, I'm out. (laughs) If he's leaving, I'm leaving. I I don't want to deal with the repercussions. I I was five, and I was watching with my dad. And my dad, I'm I'm really, really singing his praises today. I was like, Dad, I'm scared. I don't want to watch this film anymore. And Dad was like, all right, you go find Mum. He stayed. He stayed. I had to walk out and find Mum in the shopping centre. And Dad stayed and watched the rest of that, you know, mind fuck of a film. Um, Okay, so, bigger surprise. Um... Oh yeah, sorry. That was um yeah, big surprise was our next category. We haven't covered oh wait, yet. I've got one more for bottom. Oh yeah, go for it. King Arthur. Oh yeah, I fell asleep in that. Yeah, I mean I had strangely high hopes. I don't yeah, know why. I, did... I don't even know why, but I'm like, no, this is gonna be fun. Like I saw the trailer, I'm like I, yeah, it wasn't even that fun. It was just kind of stupid. Well, Gabe, we had it explained to us, like within the first twenty minutes, Jay in the audience By, had yep. to like literally Oh, look up and tell us what was happening because like, we were like I don't know right, that's know. the second most Cap Atkins movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were just completely incapable of grasping the subtleties of Guy Ritchie's amazing vision biggest surprise of the year I'm, I'm going to go disaster artist not because it was really enjoyable because it actually like got me emotionally like yeah, yeah. I was expecting it to be like a bit fan servicing, which I was ready for I'm like great just give me like backstory and redo it I don't care like that's amazing but the, I mean it is it is such a tragic tale and they really got that across that Tommy's just trying so hard and he's never gonna never gonna get what he wants. He, like he doesn't want to be the villain, but you are the villain. Like if yeah. you play the villain, you might have some level of success. Disaster Artist yeah, I don't know, it's it's I you know we've spoke about the room before and it's yeah. just it's just a fascinating story in that 
yeah, if you try hard enough, you can get what you want. Right. It might not be in the way you want. And it. if you have but, six million dollars, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, there is that slight could have jail free card yeah. that we had. Um, but yeah, no, the Zaster Artist was great. I actually think, and I've covered this in my favorite film, but I think Homecoming was. Yeah, I had that as a special mention. Yeah. Probably Last Jedi as well, just in yeah. terms of two films that I honestly walked in being like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, The Last I mean, Jedi yeah. for me, but that's because I'm not, like, I like the original Star Wars films, just like nostalgia, I mean, my brothers were really into them, but I, yeah, I did not like, what, The Force Awakens? That was the one two years ago? Yes, yeah. yes, it was. I did not. Why are you I on just, this podcast? I did you fall, didn't you, give a shit. I really did you didn't. fall asleep? Uh, possibly. Oh, God. It's entirely possible. I just Jesus cared God. so little about that film, and I really didn't want to see The Last Jedi because of it, but I loved The Last Jedi, so that was the biggest surprise for me. Um, yeah, was yeah, it, sure. And do you think, for both of you, do you think that was because you had, yeah, you'd been set up by previous films in these franchises that didn't meet expectations? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So basically, low the bar, and you're going to have a great time. Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah, yeah. always. <laughs> if anything, that. a lesson to take from 2017. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Biggest disappointment of the year? Uh, look, for me, and this might be a bit controversial, but Baby Driver was my... Yeah. Not, yeah. not because it was a bad film, but again, Edgar... Expectation. Edgar Wright is such a great director. Like, his previous films were so sensational. And this was just as tightly structured and as fast-paced and had the same action and, like, Easter eggs that you would get from the rest of his films. But story-wise, it didn't hit the normal beats. Like, there were... Yeah pretty big plot holes in my opinion that that was just a bit lacking like it was still fun and exciting and everything like that but yeah like it didn't really hit those notes it was very stylishly made but yes it like the characters were very hollow the script was very hollow i mean we did an episode on it Kat, right well cat's episode on it was one of my favorite of the year yeah because you fixed like again it wasn't even it wasn't it even that bad of a film episode, right. so. <laughs> <Yeah>. preemptively <laughs> greatest thing but those done. those there's only like a few big plot holes that i found really hard to forgive because i've got a high opinion of him that Kath, you fixed so well, like, if was, I'd seen that film, I generally would have probably had it in my top five. But Yeah, well, I think it was my biggest disappointment, but not because it was the worst film, certainly not, but just because, for me, I felt like the problems were so obvious and so easily yeah. fixed, and it was so frustrating that, some, you know, there was so much that us. was good in it that it was just so easy to fix it, and I was yeah. like, that was so disappointing that it came so close and, and just really missed it. Baby Driver might, it might be mine as well. I don't know, there was nothing this year that, I think most films I went into this year, obviously I went into with like really low expectations. I mean, maybe, I guess the dinner would be there for a disappointment because like I expected to not be kicked in the dick repeatedly. <laughs> Papa Bergmoser so, set so, like a treat. That in and of itself was this, but not because I walked in there being like, oh, this film's going to be amazing. This right. like, film I've never heard of. Why am I yeah. watching it, Dad? Thanks. Well, yeah, um, I think for this year, the films that you thought were going to be good were mostly good or surprisingly good. And the yeah. films you thought were very bad, yeah, they were bad. I think my biggest disappointment of the year was like three billboards being postponed till next year, but then I got to see it anyway. Oh, so aren't you a cheeky that's, boy? That's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what about TV? Favorite TV of the year? Did, Hold on, let well, me. TV was, for me, like, way stronger than film. Like, if I think about what I enjoyed this year, TV far surpasses it. Big Little Lies is my number one. I thought that was, like, a perfect season of television. It's amazing. And now, thinking, looking at Reese Witherspoon, like, I'll watch anything she touches at this point. She's done so many really great pieces of, of, yeah, cinema, but also now television. Big Little Lies, Smilf, and The Sinner. But I haven't finished The Sinner, so maybe people tell me even. I haven't seen any of those. But it's still, great I have finished, and that is so good. Like, it's, just watch it. It's, it's only six episodes, and it's so. What, what about it is so great? So, it's, it's sell it funny. To me. Sell it's to me, really, oh, I'm bad at selling things. Um, it's, it's really funny. Um, and it's, it's just such an eclectic group of voices that are really well done. Okay. And you never feel like, you know, any one characteristic, you know, obviously there's, there's a character that's dealing with a, a, a drug addiction or right. recovering from a drug addiction and you never feel like their story is like, oh, this is, I'm sorry, this is what drug addiction is about. It's like, it's just, yeah, here's okay. a little slice of life and there's so many characters in the show that you really feel like you kind of just get this really organic, realistic little slice of life. And Connie Britton is so fun. Um, oh, who plays the mum? Christy. Rosie O'Donnell? Is that her name? Yes. Rosie O'Donnell is so good and I, I don't know her. I've heard of her, but I didn't know her, and she's amazing in it. Like, it's just, it's funny, it's heartfelt, the performances are great, and it's just, it's everything I want in a TV show. Cool. It's, watch it. I think, for me, I, I'm going to sound like the biggest cliche here, but whatever, I don't care. Um, favorite TV, like, Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty both blew me away this year. Bojack yeah. Horseman has been doing it for years. Rick and Morty I've always enjoyed, but just that Tales from the Citadel episode? 
Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, God, like, yeah, who saw yeah. that come? Right. Well, it starts like, off with a joke about, like, Atlantis and then pussy just, or whatever. Yeah, and then just went to places I did not see coming. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where, obviously, we spoke of this in Toxic Fandom thing, but I almost feel, like, guilty liking Rick and Morty because yeah, there are so many fuckwit but... fans. But then and people are like, Rick and Morty's for smart people. I'm like, no, it's just good. It's good storytelling. Like, it's There funny. are smarter shows. And... And well, Bojack just sort of continued a superlative run. I mean, last year wasn't amazing, but this year went to some really beautiful places, I thought. Hmm. Um, Better Call Saul, which has been consistently great right, for a I while. think that was your answer last year. Yeah, yeah, that was really, that was not as good as it was last year. But the, I do have a favorite TV episode this year. Um, Ooh, okay. Has anybody, has anybody except for me watched Bates Motel? Oh, yeah. Cool. So to me, it was Bates Motel this year took on the plot of Psycho and it subverted it in really clever ways um particularly in its handling of the shower scene had an episode built around sh- or building up to the shower scene um Which played and, by rihanna right well yeah so marion crane was played by rihanna but but what they what they did that was so i, I don't want to spoil it but they just did something with the shower scene that the whole episode you think you know how it's going to go because it's following the movie almost beat for beat yeah. and then because obviously like psycho is an hour and a half long or a two hour long film Bates Motel is a five-season-long TV show. Over the course of its run, Bates Motel has, like, explored a lot of different themes. It's gone things a lot deeper than Psycho has. It's a very different beast, and it's gotten to that point where it's a very different beast, the point where the shower scene would not necessarily be a logical climb. The shower scene, as it happened in the movie, would not be a logical climb right. to Bates Motel. We've seen it. We know and it's so going to happen. And so it took the framework of that event and twisted it in a way that thematically tied into what Bates Motel has been all about for its whole run. Yeah. And when they did it, and when I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Psycho, it's possibly my all-time favorite movie, and when it got to that point where I knew what was coming and the way the show handled it, and when about 30 seconds before the scene happens, you realize what they're going to do with it, Okay. I don't think I've... The last time I had this reaction to a TV show was when Gus Spring's face gets blown off in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. When that happened in Breaking Bad, I remember standing up and screaming this, like, guttural, nonsensical, like, just pure wail of emotion at the screen. Right. And that's what this episode of Bates Motel That doesn't like, surprise me at all. I just all. got <laughs> your reaction. And, and the sound that escaped me was, like, just the sound of pure catharsis, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just... It was, was it the sound of, like, a dinosaur as the asteroid was coming, but they accepted in well, the moment. It, was, it was maybe the sound of like a dinosaur in climax <laughs> as, as an asteroid okay. approaches. Look, I, bo- I avoided the dinosaur orgasm, and, but go and, for like, it. Fear and pleasure <laughs> combine in this moment of like, I'm going to die, I accept it, and I'm currently a triceratops <laughs> embedded in another triceratops. <laughs> and maybe that might be an accurate description for the noise that I made during Bates Motel's I, variation. I want to feel that. Scene. I want to feel that Watch Bates Motel. <laughs> All right. okay, so maybe, maybe like, maybe go back in time to when you're like 13. Watch Psycho for the first time. Okay, you'll inspired see that. by it. Watch it again several times a year. Build a lasting love for that franchise. Yeah. Watch Bates Motel, go through the kind of rough early seasons, have your doubts about it, get season four when it gets yeah. really good, realise it's amazing, get excited about mm. the fact that it's getting better, get season five, watch it remount your favourite film. In, I wish I hadn't said remount after an analogy about <laughs> fucking triceratopses, but anyway, here we are. And then maybe you can feel like a modicum of what I felt in that moment. <laughs> All right, let me write that yeah. down. So, so, go so back yeah. in time. <laughs> long, long sort of way around. Um, that episode of Bates Motel was probably one of my all-time favorite tv moments yes okay. it was it was really really something i'm like i'm jealous the end of this season yeah. one like when right Will and yeah, Hannibal okay. like just in that moment of i guess an image that you've grown up with and been in love with from a franchise or a property or a movie or book or whatever that you love and that moment at the end of hannibal season one where will graham is behind bars and hannibal lecter's the agent visiting him mm. and they have that moment and that music comes in from the film yeah. hannibal and i remember watching it and something like there are tears running down my mm. face what has happened to me it was like that. Okay. It was probably the only other time I felt that like combination of a TV show operating at the absolute top of its game, and yet somehow that's how you pan to nostalgia, Star Wars. Right. That's how you do it. Yeah. You do it, but have it be good. It's so as simple this is, as this that. Is the opposite. It's not that hard, right? This is the opposite of what you felt watching Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh Sorry, God, anyway, that's on, on that, Damo, what TV did you like this year? Uh, for me, uh, Stranger Things, season two. Oh, yeah. And, and not because, like, it, it did better than season one, because it was as good as, which is so hard to do. Like, it's, I mean, it's the sequel, because they even decided to call it Stranger Things, things 2, too. sort of Stranger Things season two, which it is. But anyway, uh, but no, it was as good. The characters are consistently amazing, if not, they probably get better even with the characters like Hopper in particular, and then... Cool guy. I'm blanking on his oh, name. Oh, Steve Harrington. Steve Harrington oh. was so great. And the, and same for the drama. Uh, obviously, episode seven. We'll push that to the side. Uh, oh, the I was rest actually going to retract everything I said about Base Motel and be like, episode seven of Stranger Things <laughs> was the TV highlight of yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, episode seven was confusing. But the rest of it was solid gold. Like, I, I just had such a great time watching it. Like, yeah, it was I finish great. and I want, I just want more of these characters in this, this world they've created. Like, it was so engaging and, had the right combination of horror and adventure and humour. It was, oh, It's funny because great. people people have this cynicism towards... Oh, I definitely did going in. This cynicism towards Stranger Things, where it's like, obviously for the last few years, kind of... And a lot of films have capitalised on this. Like, 80s nostalgia has been enormous. Yeah. And, we even thought Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Right. Wasted, like, yeah, visually yeah. Yeah. the music. And so, like, I guess with Stranger Things, I was kind of like... Maybe in the year between season one and two, I was kind of like, oh, pff, that's all it is. I'm not that excited about season two. Yeah. And I'm watching, I'm like, no, it's actually just great entertainment. Like, yes. it's great characters. It's a great story. It's really engaging. I do wonder if episode seven is kind of a warning that it's it's very much in its comfort zone. It wasn't a season of TV that I thought exceeded or did anything particularly daring. It just sort of built on no. season one very solidly. And but like, like I said, I don't know if I particularly wanted it to. I was, no, I was more was, than happy staying in my comfort zone and having a yeah, great time. It's kind of comfort food. And then episode yeah. seven was the one time it was like, oh, let's try something different. And it did not work. And it work. fell flat. Yeah, which is like, oh, I'm, I'm confident there's a season three or Stranger Things three coming. Three and four, yeah. I think you can Three and four, right. I'll say like, even them having a long arc, I take as confidence. Although, yeah, if it's if they follow the trail of season seven, yeah, it might yeah. be a worry. Oh, Serious Unfortunate Events. Yeah. I, that I was... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was yeah. right at the start, which is yeah. why I think it sort yeah. of slipped my mind. But fuck, that was good. Right. And when, you, so... when you've got a series of books like that one, to transfer that to television is a, is a huge undertaking. And to do it so faithfully, but yes. like faithfully to the spirit of yeah. the books yeah, yeah. while still kind of remixing certain yeah, parts. That was, that was brilliant. That great, was morbid, fantastic, oh, horrible so times. Such a beautiful, beautiful show. Yeah. Damien, what did you make of American Gods? Because I know you were really excited I, about that. I was. I really loved it. It was. A, I, I saw it as a very different beast from the book. Right. But that, I mean, that just might be a personal thing because obviously I read the book the way I read the book. And their interpretation of it wasn't really didn't really match up but i still really enjoyed it i have the usual um brian fuller sort of huge uh intense sort of visuals and all the rest but you kind of that made sense to me because you're dealing with gods like this isn't a normal day walking around this is a huge event so i really enjoyed it would you put it put it in your top five? Oh, TV I haven't, year? truth be told. But that's okay. I actually think because that was a great year for television. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Because I've also got just to rattle off a few good place, the good place. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Quality television. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Oh, is that the one with uh, Kirsten Bell? Yes. Yeah. Ted Danson. Yeah. It just gets better the more you watch it. Like they're taking this crazy theme of you know the afterlife and and um, ethics and all the rest. And they're making it funny. And they're like, Ted Danson is a bloody dreamboat. Like, he's amazing in it. <laughs> so watch it for him Loch alone. Ness. <laughs> Loch Ness. What oh, else boy. do you need? Uh, so that was excellent television. And then also, I mean, we had Fargo this year. Season three was great. Oh, Legion. Yeah. I forget about that. Legion came out this year. And then, bigger surprise television-wise, American Vandal. Oh. Oh, my God. Why do right. 
it's like these things that like I guess because there's just so much content at the moment yeah. that things just kind of like like I before doing this episode I had to be like alright movies that came out in 2017 oh yeah that's it that's it that's it yeah. um, American Vandal Jesus what a surprise right I, it came from like, nowhere it did things like that were ballsy as fuck and landed it and like, it started because like for those who don't know I think I, I think we spoke about this on one of our AGM episodes another plug for Sans Pants Plus um, do it 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 was like this show that started and I was like all right, it's like a parody of Serial or Making Murderer or whatever. Like, you know, I get it. It's all very funny and clever and stuff. And But I was kind of, kind of like, how are you going to sustain this for, like, eight episodes or whatever right. it was? And then it just got deeper. It got deeper, and it so deep. And framework as a way to explore some really interesting themes. The point where, like, oh, I yeah. remember it finished. And I was, like, lying in bed staring at the roof being like, holy shit, I've got so much to think about. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, like, yeah. You think I thought about it for days. Right. Like, a, show I that, was like, uh, yeah. a show that is primarily dick jokes at the start. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, but you're still loving the dick jokes. Great <laughs> yeah. dick jokes. They're great dick but, jokes. And then, it, yeah, it goes into the whole, you know, how much is public, how much so, of what we do is public knowledge. And so how for much those who don't know, it's, it's basically a variation on true crime documentary where a kid gets expelled from school for allegedly drawing 27 dicks on teachers' <laughs> cars. Um, and that's it. And, and that's the question. Who drew the dicks? That's what happens. And basically, it's like one of the kids who, like, is a wannabe filmmaker sort of sort of makes a documentary about the dicks being drawn on the car. But it's a very and, serious, like the, and the they, way so they, serious. Takes it they so yeah. seriously. They analyze the ball hairs and how the ball hairs were drawn, and they're like, hmm, well, <laughs> Dylan's dicks that he drew previously didn't have ball hairs, <laughs> right. but the ones on the car have ball hairs, and could he have drawn this? So we're going to recreate the drawing of the dicks to figure out if he could have done it in the time allotted. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's ridiculously analytical. But then it does really clever things where it's like, you know, there were just these little details in the background that slowly kind of come to the forefront, and it kind of, and then it does this really weird thing about halfway through where, where like the idea is that the episodes being made are being released on YouTube by the characters. Then like halfway through he goes, oh, so the episodes we already made have all started coming out on YouTube. Mm. And then the characters in the show, some of whom are suspects, some of whom are involved, whatever, start responding to the show yeah. and start being like, well, you said this about us. What about you've left this out? Right. You know, you've made us look really bad mm. for your purposes, for entertainment and things like that. And and the way that kind of like parallel plotting of like the who drew the dicks with the how do people respond to like being exposed in this way right. which yeah. makes you really think about shows like Serial, S-Town, Making yes. Murder, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and about real people and how yeah. do people respond. And then yeah. the way that comes together in the final episode is like a gut punch. It just leaves yeah. you being like, and it doesn't feel like it's going like in a crazy dark place it's beyond what the show already established. It yeah. just does this thing, this scene at the end where you're like, oh shit. Mm. It just leaves you thinking about so many things. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's an active investigation. And so it yeah. kind of challenges that notion of well, how much information is the public entitled to yeah, while yeah. it's actively being investigated. Because I mean, obviously, serial, that's very prevalent mm. with like what's going on and like the ethics of like journalism and like public knowledge. And yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that. Oh, yeah. Just. Well, like, I mean, because Serial, Serial was interesting because it's like, yeah, you expose a lot of things about a lot of people, but at the same time, you're trying to solve a murder. S-Town, on the other hand, it's like, no, you're just delving into this guy's life and exposing mm. everything about him yeah. for the purposes of art, I guess. Like, and I loved S-Town, but mm. having watched uh, American Vandal, it does leave you really, really chewing on the yeah. ethics of that, which I found fascinating. Mm. I mean, even the jinx throws in. I, yeah, I yeah, won't yeah. spoil anything, but the jinx throws another kind of concept in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watch the jinx if you haven't watched that. That is. I haven't seen You've recommended it a lot. The best true crime I've ever seen. Yeah. It, oh. And then the last one on my good TV for the year, I think I actually had more than five because it's too good. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good in that it was so unsettling. It was like, I haven't read the novel, so I kind of went in not knowing what to expect, but it is so relevant to today's day and age that you're like, holy shit, we're like a step away from this being reality. Like, yeah, terrifying to watch, but so engaging, amazing performances, shot beautifully, like, but equally, it's just you, like, you gut wrenched every episode by the heightened levels of atrocities they're performing, like, but you can see happening. Like, you can, mm. you can see it being like one step away. Like, all you gotta do is go on Twitter for an hour and you're like, oh fuck, we're doomed. Like, <laughs> this is gonna happen. So, yeah, just uh, amazing television, amazing storytelling and the character, the performances were exceptional. So, I guess steering kind of to be a little bit, a little bit self-indulgent, um, with our own show. Uh, next question is, what episode of Movie Maintenance that was not your own pitch was your favorite this year? So for me, it was probably Handsome Tom's Sons of the West. Yeah, just that was because I knew nothing about footy 
and I listened to yeah, it, and I was like, and other true. people said to me, they're like, oh, well, he just, he just told you what happened. It's not a film, it's just a description. <laughs> but arguably, of the that's, that that's, but it's any... like, I didn't know any of that. I've right. got no investment in footy, and I was sitting there listening, like, Holy shit. Yeah, but I mean, like, he, he dramatized football. it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. great. And, um, an honorable mention, I don't, again, I couldn't tell you if it was the best or the worst, but what Kath did to High School Musical, um, I just, I, I can't. The best for the record. I was in that room, and it was just like, I remember walking out and just being like, I, I don't know what I just went through. Like, Neither do I, 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 I can't tell if I just listened to, like, a direct, pure distillation of insanity injected into my ears. You did. Or it was like That's a true. warped level of genius that it's I'm both. It's both. unable it's both. to comprehend. She broke you. Oh, I it broke you. Fuck. Just... That was my intention. I remember sitting down being like, oh, okay, I'm going to write the pitch. And I was like, I just want to make Handsome Tom and Gabe laugh. And I want okay. to shock them. Like, yeah. I want them to be surprised. And I literally, Big fucking five minutes before I was like, I don't think this is crazy enough. <laughs> like, you that were fine. No, you were fine then. Um, yeah. uh, well, I think the first warning sign was like when you were putting the pitch together that day and I think I came home from something and you were just like, hey, did they have gunpowder in 1697? And I was like... <laughs> no, I said, did they have guns? I was like, yeah. where do they have guns in Bible like, games? High, high, high School Musical? Right? That's what I was writing. That one, the classic trilogy. I literally wrote it in like a pen I used for art on a giant art because I yeah, couldn't so, find lines. Because it was like, so I'm like, not getting it. She's like, and she like, puts the page and she goes, oh wait, no, that's back here. And I'm like, and I couldn't tell if she'd like actually just like written it not sequentially or if right. she just like locked herself in a room, taken a whole bunch of LSD, threw ideas at the page, they were literally... and then decided on the day in what sequence they went in and kind of pieced it together no, that way. If you can believe it, there were actually, I'm because I did get a little. Lost. Like confused with my <laughs> Yo, surprise, surprise of like tech, like coloured texture writing. Um, I, there were pages missing. There was more. There was a lot. There were beats like what? What? What wasn't in that? You had Al Gore and Elon Musk merged with Vanessa Hudson. Hive mind. And then oh, Vanessa yeah. Hudson died. And then Al Gore in Vanessa no, Hudson's body married, went back in time and married George H. W. Bush mm-hmm. to make sure that Think. George Bush Jr. was never born. Mm-hmm. And then spent the rest of her slash his life mm. with Very in High cool. School Musical Three. <laughs> what the? Oh God! Yeah. So, so honourable mention, and that was me. maybe the third craziest thing that happened in that. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about you, Drob? Uh, I'm gonna give props to you for the room. I. Oh yeah. I mean, like it's because the room mainly because it's like how do you fix a movie like the room? It it can't be fixed. It's it's made to be bad. It's the worst best film or the best worst film. And you did. You, you made me have a great old time and threw a twist at me that was fucking sensational. Well, the weird thing about that episode was that I honestly went into it being like, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna fix the room. I'm gonna, I'm gonna legitimately try <laughs> to make the room a good film. And I got to the end and I was like, hang on. And this should have occurred to me from the start. I was like, nobody wants the room to be fixed. No. And then as I went through it and I'd kind of like peppered in little references and I was like, it's a fucking origin story. Yeah, dude. And then when I got, and literally that just like hit me on the day where I was like, this is gonna be the worst pitch I've ever done. And I did it and you're like, oh my god, I didn't see the twist coming. I was like, yeah, plan that from the beginning. Yeah, that was, yeah, you that was didn't how see I went to <laughs> So yeah, that was my favorite. I had such a great time, and like, like I even like I was saying to Holly before I went in, I'm like, I don't know what Gabe's gonna do. Like, I think he's bitten off more than he can chew. Like, the guy's either an idiot or a genius <laughs> or you know just dumb in general. Uh, but I love you. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, you you fucking brought it. It was amazing. Well, Gabe, oh yeah, my favorite was Allied, which oh, was actually you. the first. Episode I was ever on, I think. Is that why? Yeah, probably. Yes, it was exciting. You it was new to me. No, no, but genuinely, it was it was such a solid um, fix. I didn't hate Allied, and then when you pitched it to me, I was like, shit, that's a much yeah, yeah. nicer. And like, I of all the films that I've listened to, that's the one that I would be really excited to go and see, like pay money and go see your version of Allied. I thought it was really clean, and I liked it. Oh, thank you. Um, cool. So now I'm blushing. Um. <laughs> I so so moving on past us. Do we think in I guess in summation was it a good year for film and TV? For TV, definitely yeah, yes. hundred yeah. percent for TV. Pretty good. There I was some it's... there were some great films. There were also some not so great films. Look, and there's a lot I didn't see. Like I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Wind River. I haven't right. seen um 
a lot of other things that people are like, I haven't seen Logan Lucky. There's a lot of things people yeah. said were great that I haven't seen. So I guess my judgment is somewhat impaired here. Yeah, I feel a bit the but same. Yeah. I definitely was a bit like, it was telling that none of my top five of the year were five star films. Yeah, yeah okay. they were all. There was nothing I saw this year that I really was like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, like last year we had like Hunt for the Wilder People, which yeah, Wilder People, like, um, and I was, like I didn't think there was many independent films that were like standouts, which was a bit of like I had like three bloody comic book films on there, which are yeah, like, fine, but last year had Wilder People and Sing Street, which are both films that I was like, yeah. those are gonna be films I'm gonna rewatch again and again yes. for a long time. This year, like I mean, yeah, Sing Street, I would, uh, sorry, uh, Big Sick, I would rewatch. Okay, I'm yeah. obviously gonna see Last Jedi again, stuff like that, but. There was nothing like one of those films I was like, this is going to be like a perennial favourite going forward. Right. And Sing Street and Wilder People were both unquest- unquestionably that. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I think it was an okay year for film. I think there were yes. good films, I think. I thought it was a very average year for film. Yeah. I'm, I was pretty underwhelmed on the whole. Blockbusters were good. Like, you know, Wonder Woman... Um, Some. Like, I mean, comic book films generally had a really good year in that I think it was the year that they sort of realised that you can't... The biggest problem with Justice League was the fact that it was just a superhero film, where it's like, Wonder Woman was like, World War Two story, uh, World War One story. Yeah. Um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok was oh, like, yeah, yeah. like a zany sort of eighties right. weird space opera slash weird comedy. Mm. Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming was like, I'll be a high school story. Yeah. So I think it was good in that comic book films did sort of realize that they can't just be superhero films because that's just not good enough anymore. Yeah. The point where superheroes were a novelty is long gone. Right. And the fact that we've developed to the point where we could recognize that is really good. Also, Last Jedi was encouraging for Star Wars in that it was like, no, you can't just rely on nostalgia anymore. You have yeah. to move forward. Which I agree. Like, so, it, you've literally got an endless universe, galaxy, whatever. Show some more stories. Like, let's branch out a bit. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm saying this from a guy who is not, like, a massive Star Wars nut. So maybe that's part of it. But I just think there's so much more room in the Star Wars universe. Let's explore it. And they started to, for sure. Yeah, the and they started to with this one, yeah. Which, like, for better or worse, and obviously people have problems with it and stuff, but they took risks, and that's a big thing for a, for a current day Star Wars film. Yes. Like, yeah. I have to give a hats off for that. Mm. Um, so what are we, what are we looking forward to coming into next year? Apart from, Dra- no, no, Jurassic World. <laughs> I'm looking yes. forward to watching you watch Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, can I please be there? Yeah. Cause I know, like, I'm gonna have a good time, but I'm gonna have a better time if I'm with you. So, like, <laughs> everyone, just everyone oh, come and watch a good game. Beautiful sentence. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm very that sweet. Trailer, like, <laughs> When Jurassic World came out, I had an amazing time. I saw it several times. I loved every time. I thought it was the best. But, like, in the years since, I've been like, yeah, I can recognise the flaws. I can recognise why it's objectively not a great film and whatever. But I haven't really watched it recently. And so when the trailer for Fallen Kingdom came out, I remember when they were like, oh, a trailer's coming out this week. And I was like, I don't care. It's just another, just another Jurassic Park film, whatever. As I'm, like, refreshing, 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 refreshing. And then the trailer came out, I was like, I had this, like, moment of, like, oh, my God. And then I was like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's fine. It was just another Jurassic Park film. I'll watch it. And I put on the trailer. And I started watching it, and I was like, oh, yeah, Chris Pratt, Bryce Ellis Howard, cool, more force chemistry, yeah, cool, cool. T-Rex! <laughs> and then, like, from, from that point on, the T-Rex fights the Carnotaurus while a volcano's going off, yeah. and lots of dinosaurs fall off a cliff, and then Blue turns up, yeah. and I was like, I am so on board, right. how did I ever doubt this well, film? I, saw the, I like, saw the trailer by going, I was, like, just scrolling through my different social medias, and on every one, you had shared the link to the trailer, I'm like... <laughs> I better watch this, I guess. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited. I know, yeah. It's just because, like, Jurassic World just proved that that franchise is like quality can get fucked. We're just going to throw dinosaurs and stuff. Like, what more do you want? There are enough good films out there. We don't need that shit yeah. in our lives. We don't anymore. need that shit in our lives. <laughs> we want that for you. We want to sit there and have themes and issues and ideas. Like, who needs that? Who needs cinema to like be brave and revolutionary yeah. when you've got fucking dinosaurs? Yeah. That's <laughs> fine. So my films for next year, uh, I'm really keen to see The Shape of Water, which I think is—I don't know if it's already out, but I'm super keen. Like reviews have been sensational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Fishman, bring it on! Give me some Fishman love. <laughs> yes. Is it? Is it like a? Creature from Black Lagoon film? I mean, I, I generally don't know, but that, that's part of the excitement. Like, yeah. I, all I know is that this, like, a woman who's, I think, deaf falls in love with a fish man. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's see what he does with that. particularly <laughs> odd itch to have that you need scratch demo. I didn't know I had it, but it's there. There I it is. I found that out. Um, no, I'm keen for that too. Yeah. Infinity War looks good. Infinity War, Black Panther looks Black good. Black Panther looks good. I mean, they look Marvel good. Like, they look, yeah, 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 yeah. Good time. Probably yeah. never watched again, but, um, but what else? Oh, Aquaman. I'm, oh, well, yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh man, so uh, excited. I mean, yeah, uh, give me some more of that. 
I mean, the one scene we had with him in the water, they couldn't even talk. They couldn't talk without a bubble around them. What's Which... the movie going to be, Gabe? <laughs> like, I don't know. They'll have like a bubble around their mouth, maybe. That's what I think. Like a little, but that's like, ridiculous. Oh, James. I know. They live in the I'm water. Not... <laughs> like, you've got to talk to each other. But, but James Wan has said that they're not going to be talking in bubbles in the film. Then why have so it in Justice League? Step... Why would you... You don't want uniformity across your movies. That's ridiculous. Hey, <laughs> to be fair, they couldn't go back and change that because like, they spent too much money on fixing Henry Cavill's <laughs> The mustache. Which was an unmitigated success. <laughs> yeah. Look, no. that looks so natural. Yeah, give me Superman with a mustache. It was just, oh, it was the best. I'm what really if- excited for Lady Bird, which I think is already out in America, but I know it's, it's coming out January. Yeah, yeah. yeah was that like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, that's it's getting really good. And I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Okay. So that's, yeah, I'm, I can't really think of much else that's like, uh, Tomb Raider, I'm a bit on board for. Han Solo? Yeah, I'm excited for Tomb Raider. Red Sparrow looks pretty good. Red Sparrow, too. I'm really excited for Red Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, I, feel, I know there's one I'm missing. I remember there was one. But my brain's shit. It's funny because, like, nowadays it's sort of like, yeah, you know, we're going to get DC films that will continue this entertaining train wreck. We're going to get Marvel films that will be, like, good. Star Wars mm. films that kind of. Marvel films that will show DC, hey, here's how you do it. Yeah, this, here's how you do it without <laughs> yeah, yeah. being especially memorable or exciting. Um, and then, and then, like, outside of that, it's, it's gonna be the indie films that surprise us, like, right. uh, Ladybirds, or, like, I know yeah. that I was ready for three billboards, but, like, a lot of people wouldn't know, have known what that was. Mm. And then now it's, like, up for Oscars and Golden Globes and everything, yeah, and yeah. now it's, like, it'll yeah. probably put Mark McDonough on the map in a yeah. really big way. The Post so, is another one. Yeah. Tom oh, Hanks, yeah, yeah, Meryl Streep. I mean, like, it's, it's Oscar bait. It's Oscar bait, but. but yeah, it's probably still good though, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, not? I mean, it'll be very competent in nothing else. Yeah. Like, yeah. It should be high quality. I don't know if I'm going to yeah. run out of But after to watching see Justice it, League, but... I'm like, okay, give me a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> after watching Justice League, like getting kicked in the teeth a couple of times. Yeah, it feels good. Quality. You're like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for that. Great. Curb stomp. At least, like, that was just damage to my body, not my soul. <laughs> yeah. So that in and of itself gets points. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps us up in terms of what we thought about yep, 2017. That was, that and was what, 2017. That was 2017. Um, so just in conclusion, I guess, thank you to everyone here yes, today who came much, out to, to see us and and be here in the audience and laugh and make us feel like we're funny. That was really nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, and thanks to everyone listening and stuff like that. Like it's been another, I think it's been a really good year for our show. Like I've been... We've sort of, you know, brought in new people. We've had some really cool pictures. We've had some really good stuff going on. Um, we've launched with Maintenance Presents, which has been really, really exciting. It's been a lot of fun, yeah. For us and the handful of people listening to it. Um, and then we've had the Move Maintenance AGM, which is another Sans Pants Plus thing. So, like, that's... Sign up to... Sign up to Sans Pants Plus. Five bucks a month and you get to listen to us. Do we need to say it again? Sign up to Sans Pants Plus. Every... When we can be bothered. Um, so, so that's, that's a winning, winning selling point there for you guys there. But, um, but yeah, like a massive, massive thank you to everyone. Yeah. Thanks very much, everyone. It's good. It makes all awesome. Um, so yeah, on that note, um, thanks for all being here. I've been Gabe. I've been Damien. I've been Kat. And for those listening at home, you know where to get in touch with us. Um, at MMSansPants on Twitter. Otherwise, I'm at Gobergmoser. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Kat at Just You know this. It's your name oh, and the say. digit that is five. It's if it wait. If I was still your friend, I'd be really disappointed. It's Kath Atkins five. Kath Atkins five. Kath Atkins It's your name and your favourite number. No, but sometimes I put ATK, so sometimes it's Kath, and sometimes it's Catherine. Well, on Twitter it's Kath Atkins five. You've ruined the podcast. You've ruined the episode. Yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Thank you all for coming. Thanks, everyone. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Movie Maintenance is going to take a short break over the summer and we'll be back refreshed in 2018, ready to fix all the misfires that cinema throws at us. Check out our Twitter or Sam's Facebook page to keep up to date with our releases. See you later.